the Flex and Froome's daily podcast. Brought to you by Kader. Hey, it's producer Brooke here. A little while ago, Flex and Froome spoke about the San Fran girl living in a 70-person share house. Okay, so this is a day in the life of someone who lives in a 70-person house in San Francisco. That's someone being me, a 24-year-old that lives in a bunk bed. Anyway, this is the sink room. Um, it's a room full of sinks. It's right across from my bedroom, which is pretty cool. Some people have sinks in their rooms, but um, not me. I made some food and stared at this old rice from the night before that someone left out. Cool. Trisha Bonthru joins Flex and Frooms now to chat more about her share house on Cater. When I saw the video that you posted on TikTok, naturally I shared it on Instagram. I told Frooms about it. I said, like, this is just so far from my reality and right. people were asking me for questions that I could not answer but how many rooms are in it and how many bathrooms I don't know and then our amazing producer Brooke was like why don't we just talk to her, her. and yeah. so here we are so it's gonna feel like an interrogation because we just need a few key answers okay right number I mean, one how okay. many bedrooms are in the house I think there's 50. Can you explain the structure? Like from the outside in, does it yeah. look like an apartment building? Does it look like a mansion? What what What's happening? So the outside, I would say it looks like typically any building in San Francisco. So nothing, anything special. Like you would walk by and be like, that looks like an apartment building. Um, but the way that it's structured is it's a first floor that is everything's communal. And then second and third floor are the bedrooms. And so... They're basically the same, except the third floor has the sink room, which you see in the TikTok. Yeah, yeah that's the that's the one difference between them. But otherwise, it's all bedrooms, and then there's bathrooms. So seventy people, fifty bedrooms. How many bathrooms? I think twelve. Oh, okay, that's all right. Yeah, that's still like five people per bathroom. And what's everyone's schedules like? Do you all have similar jobs? Uh, I, a lot of people have nine to fives, but I mean, this kind of living situation breeds a type of person right I mean like just (laughs) different people live here so um the schedule is chaotic for a lot of people like sometimes I will be here during the day and I'll see people that I wouldn't normally see at night and vice versa but yeah and have you met all of your housemates before absolutely yeah wow I mean you see them around you live that like I've lived here for a year now it'll be three days it will be a year for me. Do you lock your door? I do at night, but not really during the day, which I don't know if my roommates know that or not. Maybe they'll be like, but no, there's never been like a stealing problem or anything here. Wow. And so is there, is there a vetting process when somebody applies to live in this space? Are you, is anybody able to apply or do you need to fit a certain aesthetic, a certain personality type? How does that work? So there is an application. I remember filling that out when I first got here. I don't remember if there's like a criminal background check or something like that. Maybe I don't fully remember all that, but I do remember answering questions on like a little Google doc where it was like, what would you bring to the community? What would, what events would you want to do? Or that kind of thing. Are you open to meeting a bunch of people and want to be respectful of everyone? Like, is that your, your deal? So, I mean, you're supposed to come in knowing that you're going to be in a community of a lot of people. You're going to see faces constantly and you have to be nice. And so that's about it. I think, I think there is some betting though, because there's two house managers and they give tours obviously. And then they also have to figure out who they are going to bring in into this house because they do get a lot of applications. I think Whoa. when I moved in applications weren't 
there there weren't as many at the time when I applied just because I mean back at peak COVID like when would why would people want to live here um so a year ago things were a lot different and I, I think that's why hence prices have gone up so much since the time that I have moved in and so when I was putting those prices up on my TikTok, people were like, you're a victim. You need to get out of there. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, my, my rent is different than people whose rent is that they're coming into now. And I don't have control over the prices, but I am now, I've been living here for so long that I've just gotten comfortable and I don't want to leave necessarily. Do you guys all cook for each other? Like, do you use the kitchen a lot? Yeah. So it's one kitchen and it's, dependent on like who you hang out with here. So I have this really tight knit group of friends here. And so we'll make dinners together really often, but not all the time. And then you'll see like, sometimes there's couples here and then they'll they'll make dinner together. And it'll, it'll be like little small friend groups. And then there's people who are just doing their own thing all the time. So, yeah. So it gets the most hectic, I'd say around dinner time every day, but it's never too much. We all manage to make it work. And so when it comes to household tasks, like keeping the bathroom in order or keeping the communal spaces looking fresh, spick and span, whose role is that? So we have a chore wheel. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't put it past you, honestly. (laughs) No, no, no. We have cleaners that come by like every other day. Then we're talking. Yeah. So this is feeling more like a service department than I thought. So... And another question that came up quite a bit is why you would pick this kind of living situation over getting your own place with two or three friends. Right. So that is the, the question that people are like, you know, you could live somewhere way cheaper than doing all this. And I understand that that is not the point of living in a community space like this. Um, so when I moved to San Francisco the year before I was living in Budapest and the year before that I was living in New York, like I just like to travel a lot and live in different places. I think there's a lot of value in moving somewhere and then starting fresh somewhere. Um, And so when I moved here, I originally came on an internship. And so it was offered for six months and I had no idea where I was going to live. I had one friend from college and we were really close, but like one friend isn't a ton. It's not that much to go off of. And so I didn't know what would be the safest area to be in. I had no idea what San Francisco was like. I had no intention to live here until this opportunity came up. So I figured I'll live here for a month. They do month to month leases. So if I if I hate it, it's whatever. I didn't commit to a year with strangers, which I guess these are all strangers as well. But, you know, I was committing a month. And so I moved in and I shared a room with a girl named Tanya and me and her hit it off. Great. Like she's now one of my best friends. And a month went by and I figured they do a month, month to month leases and they do four month leases. And if you do a four month lease, it's cheaper because you're committing more time there. So once a month had gone by, Tanya moved in around the same time as me. We had moved in with a a bunch of other people around the same time. And so all of us were just getting along so well, we figured, you know, why don't we sign on for four more months? And then four more months passed. And we were like, why don't we sign on for four more months? Like we're having a great time. And so now it's turned into a year. And it was really unexpected. That's amazing. Are there inter-house flings? <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. Ooh. Yeah. Like, as juicy as you think it is, like, it is. It's that it's juicy. It's like a reality TV show. It's yeah. a social no, experiment. No, we joke about that all the time. Like, the house manager here, like, one of them is a DJ. Like, that is her main thing. This is the side hustle. 
Whoa. You need to actually get Netflix producers in. Like I think maybe when we put this on TikTok, someone might go, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there are a lot of people who are observing your situation and will think that's definitely not for me. Please, I would never want to yeah. do that. But there are plenty who think it is for them with the limited knowledge that they have. So Great. what would be your like one piece of advice for anyone trying to seek out accommodation like you're living in? Is it all that it's scrapped up to be? Should people just stay in their one bedroom studios? What's the vibe? I mean, this is definitely not for everyone. I completely think this is not something that everyone should do because it requires, I mean, if you want to wake up every day, it's not like I'm close with every single person in this house. So if you want to wake up, and then have to say hello and good morning and like have small talk every day, it can be kind of painful, right? Because sometimes you're just trying to get through whatever you have to do. And now I'm like, I'm making eggs with someone that I have had five conversations with and people move in constantly. So it's really hard to say goodbye all the time. Like one of the things, someone that I'm really close to is leaving on a 6 a.m. flight. So I have to say goodbye to him and that sucks. But I never make plans. Every weekend is genuinely some of the best days of my life. I'm having such a good time meeting just wonderful people constantly. And it's really nice to know that once I move out of this house, like I will still have such a large community of people all over the world. And I think that's worth it. And people can't say they can relate to that at yeah. all. <laughs> weekends are a struggle down here. Yeah, weekends are a struggle. Girl, like, they what are. the hell am I gonna do? They are. That's so amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, I really love it. So I, I mean, the biggest thing though, if it's the cleanliness is a problem. Now we're talking. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's more just like there's dishes all the time. Like if you were a clean freak, this would not be the place for you, right? It's clean because people come by and clean it every other day, but it's not, it's, it's never going to be how clean I want it to be. And I'm not going to go out of my way to clean up after 70 people either. So <laughs> literally um, 70 people. Literally. <laughs> yeah, like I, sometimes it's like 72, like there's, it's rotating, but we have a Polaroid wall where everyone's face and their name is right there. So you can see if you forget someone's name, but you start at doing this point, roll call. <laughs> yeah. This is just the best. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. I feel as though yeah, we've been allowed to see into an environment that I personally would never be in. And that's the best ever. You've been so forthcoming, so candid, yeah. so honest. It's really lovely. So thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, oh my God. And Also, while you're here, how did you see the original video that we made? Uh, my, my old roommate from New York, she sent me it and was like, this... Australian podcast like I don't know if she watches y'all or if someone sent it to her or what but she was like they're talking shit and I was like no. <laughs> we're no, friends now never. <laughs> yeah, no, never like uh, it just was so funny and she's like you you should really talk to them and see what's up so yeah thank you yeah see you on the talk <laughs> literally yeah. you've been listening to the Flex and Frooms daily podcast for more tune into Kata on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio